Greg Kelly Show. I told you this would happen. <laughs> wow. He's going down in real time. Joe Biden. This is it, everybody. A couple of things we know. Uh, maybe you don't know by now, but uh, another batch of classified documents found in Joe Biden's garage in Delaware. Huh? Joe Biden's house, his garage. I just saw a picture of his garage. Got a bunch of papers, you know, tools, garbage cans, like anybody's garage. It's a mess. Let's put some uh, classified documents in there as well. It's it's woo. In addition to the ones they found at the uh, Biden Penn Center, this is so fishy. This is so weird. And he's in so much trouble. All right. Now, I started this week thinking, I really, I asked, uh, who's this? This guy, Mark Halpern. I know him. Great guy. I said, come on, be honest. There's no way. There's no way Joe Biden can be the nominee. And this guy knows politics like anybody's business. And he's like, well, at this point, he's going to be the nominee. He's running. There's there's no serious opposition. Um, the, the, the Biden White House has done a good job in discouraging anybody from running against him in the Democrat Party. I still couldn't get my hands around it. This guy, with all of his liabilities, with all the questions and the laptop and the <laughs> and not to mention, he can't do the job. He can't get through a press conference without, you know, just making a total disaster of it. It can't be him. And this stuff starts happening. This stuff starts happening. And you know what this is uh, doing? It's motivating lots of ambitious Democrats all over the place. This is a bridge too far for them. They don't want anything to do with them. All right? This is it. This is it. Uh, Gavin Newsom, Amy Klobuchar, uh, who the hell else on the Democrat side? Uh, they're all chomping at the bit at this point. This is it. He's a dead man walking. Now, why? Why? Well, um, number one, it looks clearly like he broke the law. We know he's been lying to us again. But the real thing here, the real thing is the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy. You remember when he said, how dare Donald Trump? Can you imagine how anybody could be so irresponsible with those documents? Hey, do me a favor. Get that from 60 Minutes if you don't mind. I wanted to hear it. So that happened. People in America don't like hypocrites. They actually, hypocrites are worse than liars. You know how the Washington Post says, Donald Trump lied 50,000 times. Number one, no, he didn't. A lot of the lies on that list are lies in and of themselves. They're lying about him lying. He didn't lie. But show me a moment where Donald Trump is being a hypocrite. You won't be able to find it. <laughs> you won't be able to find it. Well, what about his taxes? He pay- He said he didn't want to pay much in taxes. He said he was proud of it. He said, nobody knows the tax code like I do, and I'm going to use it to my advantage. Like everybody else, he said it. It's the opposite of a hypocrite. It's a, He's the ultimate truth teller. And Donald uh, Trump had those documents, totally different set of circumstances, by the way, in his favor. All right, do we have this big moment? It happened just a little while ago. So NBC News breaks two stories. Good for the fake news, by the way. Temporarily not fake. Um, although they've been given the green light, I think, on this. You know, they wait for the green light. They wait for permission. Uh, let's see. They reported yesterday that another batch of documents were found. And then they reported another 
that it was found in Joe Biden. They didn't know where yesterday. And then this morning they figured out it was at Joe Biden's garage, the Wilmington house. Uh, there's a garage there. And these documents go back to when he was vice president of the United States. And guess what? Ex-vice presidents don't get Secret Service protection. Just a man in the street. I think they get it for like 90 days or something like that. Um, that play, that, the garage is not, um, not authorized to have this stuff where he keeps his Corvette, by the way. All right. This is a very kind of intriguing. Let's see here. Where is it? No, 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 no. I want to see the one, the one that he said just a few minutes ago. Where is that? Where is that? From a couple of minutes ago. No? Come on, guys. Counting on you. Rit, where is it? You got it? From this morning, for crying out loud. It happened 10 seconds ago. Where is it? Uh, it's pretty good. Peter Ducey gets up, and Peter Ducey does a great job. Uh, he's terrific at this stuff. Where is it? Where is it? All right, you got it? All right, press play. I also said we're cooperating fully. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So but anyway, in a garage. yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. How do we know that? <laughs> a lock garage. The garage. Lock garage. Hey, think about it for a moment. Who really locks their garage? Well, I guess a lot of people do with the automatic door opener and that kind of thing. But he had one of those garages that's um, a freestanding garage, not connected to the house. And usually there's a door to that garage, and usually people don't lock those. those. I don't think they do. We didn't. Maybe that's why I got two bikes stolen when I was growing up. Uh, let me hear the rest of that, please. Let me hear the rest. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn, this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately notified and the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. Hear that, hear that, hear that. They are out for blood. They smell blood in the water. This guy's finished. This guy's finished. I see NBC News, CBS News standing up, yelling questions about this topic, about this. And why why, why is this different? Well, on the, we know, number one, the fact. This is bad. This is bad. The hypocrisy, that's really bad. But there's more. Rival Democrats are going to fuel this thing. Because they want to stop Joe Biden. There are all kinds of uh, ambitious people in Washington, D.C. They say every United States senator looks in the mirror and sees a future president. Uh, who the hell? I mean, there are so many people who ran against him in, t- in 2019, 2020. Let's go through them. Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, uh, some guy named Bennett from Colorado. 
Pete Buttigieg, uh, Kamala Harris. Don't count her out. You know what? Uh, Joe Biden made her life miserable for the first two years. Really miserable. The staff, she's enjoying this. And she knows more than anybody his limitations. I mean, she's right there. You can tell she went, oh gosh, she rolls her eyes. She bites her lip. It winces. It's really tough to watch Joe Biden screw things up. And she sees it publicly and behind the scenes. And she sees what a nasty hothead he is. He's always yelling, cursing, demeaning people. You know, he got to the Washington DC in 1972. It's a totally different world. It was a totally different culture. Joe Biden stopped growing intellectually, um, stylistically in every which way. This happens a lot when somebody achieves a lot of success at an early age. It stunts their growth. Um, I actually, I, I used to say this about Justin Bieber. Uh, maybe it's, but I met him once when he was like 14. And then I met him like eight years later and he was the same guy, the exact same, right? The exact, cause, why change? You know, all this money. By the way, that guy's a musical genius. Maybe he's a bad example. Um, but Joe Biden hits it big when he's 29 years old. Why change? Just keep doing the same shtick over and over and over again. Uh, so where does that leave us? All right. So they want to run against him. Um, he has all kinds of problems that they were covering up and ignoring anyway. Now they're going to revisit all that stuff. They have to. They have to. Hey, did you see my Newsmax show last night? I'm very, very proud of that one, actually. And I came out, this is even before we knew about the garage stuff, that he's not going to be the nominee. I've said previously that he's not going to be president a year from now, and I think I stand by that as well. Going to resignation, health reasons, something, 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 something. And there's a velocity, there's a momentum. When they were yelling and screaming those questions, you know what it reminded me of? Um, the Richard Nixon White House, 1973. I haven't seen the reporters that beside themselves since then. I guess in the Trump years. But in the Trump years, it was just them. You know, it was just them. Nobody else really gave a damn. It was it was artificial. I remember once going to a party in December of 20, when the hell was that, 2018, 2019. And, tr- yeah, Trump had been impeached that morning. And it was the Upper East Side, all the sophisticates, all the people. There were some media people there. And no, hey, Merrick Garland, the attorney general is about to speak. Can we take this live? Let's do it. Let's do it. Pump up the volume. Come on. All right. Well, what do you mean? It's not up. I'm watching him on TV right now. All right. Let's do it. All right. The appointment of Robert Herr as a special counsel pursuant to Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. I'm joined today by John Lausch, the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, who conducted the initial investigation into the matter that I will describe today. On the evening of November 4th, 2022, the National Archives Office of Inspector General contacted a prosecutor at the Department of Justice. It informed him that the White House had notified the archives that documents bearing classification markings were identified at the office of the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement, located in Washington, D.C. That office was not authorized for storage of classified documents. The prosecutor was also advised that those documents had been secured in an archives facility. On November 9th, the FBI commenced an assessment consistent with standard protocols 
to understand whether classified information had been mishandled in violation of federal law. On November 14th, pursuant to Section 600.2b of the Special Counsel Regulations, I assigned U.S. Attorney Lausch to conduct an initial investigation to inform my decision whether to appoint a special counsel. Mr. Lausch has served as a U.S. Attorney in Chicago since 2017. Before that, he spent more than a decade as an assistant U.S. Attorney in that same office. I selected him to conduct the initial investigation because I was confident his experience would ensure that it would be done professionally and expeditiously. On December 20th, President Biden's personal counsel informed Mr. Lausch that additional documents bearing classification markings were identified in the garage of the president's private residence in Wilmington, Delaware. President Biden's counsel informed Mr. Lausch that those documents were among other records from the period of the president's service as vice president. The FBI went to the location and secured those documents. On January 5, 2023, Mr. Lausch briefed me on the results of his initial investigation and advised me that further investigation by a special counsel was warranted. Based on Mr. Lausch's initial investigation, I concluded that, under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. In the days since, while Mr. Lausch continued the investigation, the department identified Mr. Herr for appointment as special counsel. This morning, President Biden's personal counsel called Mr. Lausch and stated that an additional document bearing classification markings was identified at the president's personal residence in Wilmington, Delaware. When I first contacted Mr. Lausch about this matter, he said he could lead the initial investigation but would be unable to accept any longer-term assignment because he would be leaving the department in early 2023 for the private sector. U.S. Attorney Lausch and his team of prosecutors and agents have conducted this initial investigation with professionalism and speed. I am grateful to them. Earlier today, I signed an order appointing Robert Herr a special counsel for the matter I've just described. The document authorizes him to investigate whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with this matter. The special counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day supervision of any official of the department, but he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and policies of the department. Mr. Herr has a long and distinguished career as a prosecutor. In 2003, he joined the department's criminal division, where he worked on counterterrorism, corporate fraud, and appellate matters. From 2007 until 2014, Mr. Herr served as an assistant U.S. attorney for the District of Maryland, where he prosecuted matters ranging from violent crime to financial fraud. All right. Special. (laughs) Right. Am I right or right? Dead man walking. He's done. He's done. He's done. You can't. You can't. You can't get renominated. You can't say you're running for president with this stuff. With this stuff, it's over. It's over, Joe. And you deserve it. You deserve it. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, happy uh, Black Friday. Black Friday. 
Black Friday is actually a good thing. Black. Black sounds so dark and so loud. Black, Black Monday. All right, I'm sorry, I'm back. Wow, 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 wow. This is real news as opposed to the fake news. Fake news, Donald Trump, all that stuff about the documents, Mar-a-Lago, all fake news, and a deep state swamp hit job. Um, This is real. And again, real quick, why is the Donald Trump thing not a thing with the documents? All right. Now, a couple of things that nobody ever talks about, but I emphasize and pound, especially on the Newsmax show. Um, President Trump left the White House at 8 in the morning on January 20th of 2021 with boxes and all kinds of stuff, as you do when you move out. A lot of the boxes had already been sent to Mar-a-Lago, which is his home where he's supposed to go. It's a very unique home, and it's protected. Anyway, he goes to, and by the way, uh, if those boxes get there beforehand, that's still presidential property. He's a sitting president of the United States. That was the Winter White House, right? He went there all the time. Secret Service protected. Remember that. Uh, he gets to Washington. Uh, he leaves Washington. He gets to Florida at about 11 in the morning. He gets to Mar-a-Lago at about 11.15 in the morning. He's still president of the United States. You get it, right? He had access to all those documents. He had authority over all of them. And it's true. He can declassify anything he wants as president. And he told us he declassified that stuff. He's covered. He's clear. Joe Biden, on the other hand... No ex-vice president has access to to this stuff. The documents were floating around for years, years, unprotected, because ex-vice presidents don't get Secret Service. Trump has it for life. I'll be back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Ah, okay, here we go. I'm back, I'm back. Um... I feel vindicated, actually. I feel very vindicated. Not like anyone's giving me too much of a hard time. Occasionally, I would. Like, how can you say that? How can you say that Joe Biden will not be president in a year? Um, Well, all that corruption, the laptop, all the lying, the consistent lying. um, I just and I quite frankly, was a gut call. It was very much a bit of a gut call. Um, this Penn Center is a big problem. The Chinese money is a huge problem. Forget Hunter for a second. And did did you catch what the Attorney General just said, that this morning, this morning, one of Joe's lawyers took a break from uh, uh, moving boxes all over the place and called the Attorney General to say, uh, we found another secret document, and it was inside Joe's house. This is in addition to the, all the stuff they found in the garage. And Joe this morning actually inadvertently said, and it was in my library. A library. Do you have a library in your house? Who has a library? I was watching um, The Honeymooners not too long ago. Remember when they played pool at Mr. Marshall's house, right? That guy had a library. Uh, But normal people don't have libraries, my personal library. You have a den, you have a living room, you have a a TV room, uh, but you don't have a library jerk <laughs> okay uh what do we think what do you guys think um hey sandy uh oh you're not the sandy from new jersey the sandy from long island hi sandy what's going on 
Yeah, hi. How you doing? Oh, I Sandy. Have one question. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? I just have one question. What do you think Obama is calling Mr. Biden these days? It begins with D and it ends in S. Uh... <laughs> is it vulgar? Is it vulgar? Uh, sort of vulgar, but not that vulgar. What is it? Dumbass. Oh, that's not that. Uh, I thought there was going to be more to it. A dumbass, huh? You know, you're probably right. He says, uh, he, uh, what's his name? Obama said that a lot, actually, about a lot of people. He called Kanye a jackass. Uh, he said, uh, you know, some jackass comes in. He, he likes the jackass thing. Um, he knows that he's dumb. He's always known that. He said much worse than dumbass about Joe Biden. Much worse than Joe Biden. Remember? Famously, never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to F things up, to F things up. Um, hey, this Jonathan Turley guy, can I hear him for a second? Is that possible? He's pretty He's pretty good. I want to see if I can possibly hear that. It's on the, on the, the channel, on the channel. Just see. Let me know if that's, uh, that's possible. All right. Thank you, buddy. Uh, now let's go to the Sandra in New Jersey. Hi. Hi. Hi, hey. Greg. Hi there. How are you? Welcome back. Uh, thank you. I wanted to tell you that, you know, I heard on the radio, on the news, that um, the police are quitting in droves, the, you know, because of they're insulted by the defund the police. They're very insulted, so they're quitting in droves. Yep. They want to have better-paying jobs, safer, less crime. So this is like a serious problem. It's more serious than people realize what we're losing. And I know your book is going to address this. Well, it sure does. And uh, cops are leaving. And uh, it's totally yeah. understandable. The job is already hard, already dangerous, a uh, bit of a pain in the neck. And you don't get rich doing it. And now we have made it such that it's easier than ever for them to be arrested for doing their job, to be prosecuted. And you could say, well, it's good that we prosecute bad cops. Yeah. But we're talking about people just doing the job. If you grab somebody in self-defense, you could be prosecuted. It's crazy, crazy, weird stuff. One of the worst cases is, quite frankly, and it's in Michigan. A police officer pulls this guy over, and um, he was a drunk driver. Guy gets out of the car. The cop is saying, stay in the car. Hey, man, stay in the car. He gets out of the car, and all he does is, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? That's where this culture has brought us, right? It's okay. It's okay to just get out of the car and disrespect the cop and disobey the cop and just mouth off. What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? I'm stopping you. And then he goes to arrest him, uh, and it was a totally justified arrest, and the guy runs away. What do you do? You chase after the guy. And then the guy starts grabbing his gun and his stun gun. At one point, he had a hold of his stun gun. So the cop shoots the guy. Totally justified. He's being prosecuted for murder. Who needs it? A lot of these cops are saying. Who needs it? Anyway, Sandra, yes, that's a big component of what's happening here. Anything else going on? No, I was just thinking about how I love the police. How When I was little, I remember riding my bike along the Verrazano Bridge, and I had a flat tire, and two policemen came over, and they took my tire and had it fixed, and they came back with a new – isn't that incredible? Wait, yeah, well, what's incredible is you were riding your bike over the Verrazano Bridge. Are you oh, no, crazy? Really? It was not the Verrazano. There's no way it was the Verrazano Bridge. No way were you allowed as a little kid to ride your bike over the Verrazano. I don't even think there's a sidewalk on the Verrazano. You weren't on the Verrazano Bridge. 
Greg, you're not you're not listening. I was riding on the you know the near the ver you know the whole thing near the water where you ride your bicycles where oh. you walk where they have. Uh, no, I think head. you said you were riding on the bridge. I think you misspoke, Sandra. All right, so I made a mistake. Okay, but I remember that I got a flat tire. I was really young, and they came over and they helped me with my bicycle. And I have a very fond memory of that. No, that's beautiful. And uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of um, uh, this cop I know. And very new on the job. This happened a very long time ago. And there was a little girl crying because her cat was in a tree and would not come down. And the cops get involved and they get the cat down. And a little crowd has, you know, turned out and the cat is safe and the girl's happy and everything's great. And then a radio call comes over in the police car that there's a robbery in progress, like two blocks away. So the cops jump into the radio car, peel out, and run over the cat. How about that? <laughs> it's a true story, by the way. Uh, you still there, Sandra? Are you in shock about what happened to that pussycat? Yes. I'm brokenhearted because I'm an animal lover. And oh, come on. Like All right. Uh, oh, come on. I mean, we. <laughs> no. it is kind of funny, though. It is kind of funny right there. Funny. All right, baby. Uh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, all right. Well, we can agree to disagree. Uh, thank you, Sandra, for your support. Oh, and thanks for mentioning the book. The book is, uh, the book is hot. The book is hot. It's doing well. And, um, you can buy a copy, and I really appreciate it, by the way, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I only, I only got about two dozen copies to give away. That's it. It's funny. Uh, I'm buying my own book now, so I can give more copies away. That's fine. But if you buy that book, it, number one, I think you'll enjoy reading it. Number two, no one's saying what the hell I'm saying. Uh, number three, I think it can, I give practical advice that can actually help people in this moment. I think it, uh, so I really think it's worthy. Um, and in this horrible culture moment that we're in, to lay it out in an organized fashion, what's happening, how it started, and how we can stop it, this miserable, awful, evil attack on police, on society in general, those who want to cancel cops, abolish cops, abolish prisons, turn this place into a socialist country, um, we need to get busy and get active in pushing back. Uh, no more keeping our head down. And I know a lot of us don't. But anyway, and also it's entertaining. I think it's an entertaining book. Got a pretty interesting story about my dad as a, as a young uh, police officer to whom it's dedicated. Anyway, so it's entertaining. It's a good book, if I do say so myself. And if you buy it, I will be eternally grateful. I really will. You know, um, every now and then, I, I I had a TV pilot. You know a pilot, a TV pilot? A pilot is like a dry run for, you know what I mean? We, we'll make one episode, and we'll see if uh, the executives like it. And if they like it, we got a show, and then they'll, they'll – well, we made a beautiful TV pilot, and there was a live studio audience. And from time to time, somebody will stop me and say, Greg – I just, I was there in the audience, and when they tell me that, I just drop everything. I usually give them a hug. It was just, first of all, it was my, one of my favorite moments in the world, and the fact that people turned out, the audience was a critical, critical part of that project. It was called The What Else Show, and a beautiful, beautiful pilot, and um, 
the executives did not ultimately sign off on it. Well, I, ulti- I shouldn't say ultimately because ultimately I think they will. I think it's a show that's going to it's going to be on television someday. Um, but this book, I, f- I feel the same way about it. I really do. A lot of work went into it. And I'll be honest, I want to write another book. I already am. I've got one in my head, and, and I, I think it could be. So i got to sell enough copies of this book to make that book, and, and that's important. And, um, look, we need more conservatives writing books, right? What is there, Bill O'Reilly, Mark Levin? <laughs> we, they need some company on those bestseller lists, don't you think? Uh, so thank you very much for considering it. It's called Justice for All. How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. You can get it, of course, at the bookstore. You can get it. Actually, my friend Sean Spicer took a picture of it at the bookstore in Penn Station. It's pretty cool to see it. You can get it online. Uh, go to Amazon. You can, uh, what else can you do? You can order CD. You can download it on Kindle. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh, let's go to Steve in New Jersey. Hi, Steve. Hello, Greg. How are you today? Good. Hey, listen, um, I've been listening over to Biden's statement this morning, and two things jump out at me. One, does he know something we don't know when he says, God willing, I'll be able to tell you what's going on here? That was a little dark. Mm. And the other thing is, if you listen to the way he phrases talking about his car, that he's like, I don't park it on the street. So is that to indicate that the documents were in the car? uh those are pretty two pretty good takeaways hey let's listen to it again shall we let's go ahead and listen to what he said but hey the news of the hour just one more time the attorney general just came out and appointed a special counsel an independent prosecutor to look into all this stuff his name is robert Hur. you know they already have one looking at the trump and the documents there some aggressive weirdo from uh the hague of all places who wears a cape Runs around, total nut job. His wife uh, hates Trump, makes I love Obama movies with Michelle Obama. She did. This is the guy investigating Trump, who did nothing wrong. And then you got, um, uh, so Robert Hur is his name. I like him so far. He's a bit of a brainiac, went to all the right schools, and has been a career prosecutor. He's 30 years old. So he's now appointed to look into this thing. And real quick, so what was the and the F, the FBI has been asking all kinds of questions. What number? What are you talking about? The thing, you you have it? You have it? What? Can you? Can, are you on the radio right now? Can people hear you? All right. Well, you might as well talk to me on talk to me on what? what? I can't. What? I want to hear the first I just sound. Asked you, by, you know what the, what uh, cut number you would like? The the one that we played at the top of the show yeah, with Steve Ducey talking to the president. Okay, that one. I don't know the number. You got how many? How many numbers? Oh well. Uh, yes, no, maybe. Come on, guy, get to what? 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 Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Mute. Turn off your microphone if you don't mind. I am. Um, it's too bad. It's too bad. Uh, November fourth, the archives informed the FBI that these documents were discovered at the Penn Center. The FBI goes to work. They do an assessment. They do a threat assessment. They do a damage assessment. And they, on November 14th, they tell the attorney general what they found. And the attorney general appoints a U.S. attorney named Lausch to look into it a little bit further. 
And then, let's see here, what happens now? I'm sorry I was so nasty to you. I didn't mean it, but I got to tell you, dude, you know, it's the it's the soundbite of the hour. It's the soundbite of the moment. And 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 you got I got four people back there and you can't figure out where it is. So uh, I don't mean to be a jerk, but uh, I'm seeing it on all the networks right now. Okay, we found it. Good. Please press play. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me. Uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people. And by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. All right. And then he goes on from there. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my uh, of from my time as vice president, were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas in file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn, and th- this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, notified, and uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. I didn't hear the God willing part there. Was that, did I miss it? Was there the God willing part? Anyway, Steve, I think that was just Joe Biden being imprecise about the documents, you know, whether they're in the Corvette or not. They're in the garage or they're in the car. I know what you mean. It's an interesting thing to raise, but I don't think that's necessarily what he meant. But who the hell knows? Steve, great points, huh? Yeah, it's a creepy vision of thinking about Joe driving around with those uh, Ray-Bans on, probably chasing ice cream trucks. Oh, that reminds me. That reminds me. That reminds me. You're right. You're absolutely right. And a couple of years ago, that docu- that that video of him driving around in that Corvette with those dark glasses on, and he had a great big smile. You know that evil smile that he has? So it's like overly smiley. And it reminded me of the chauffeur in a movie, a TV movie that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid called Burnt Offerings. It was a TV movie in the 70s, and I tweeted about it. And, yep, here it is. I just found my tweet. So there is was this movie, Burnt Offerings, that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. They put it on regular network TV one night. This was the creepiest character, the funeral parlor chauffeur driver. Looks like someone we know. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good stuff. Hey, thanks, pal. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Ah, here we are. Here we are. Well, who's going to be next? Who's going to run? Who's going to be the next uh, Democrat nominee? Joe is in serious, serious, serious trouble. And it's fun. It's delicious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I uh, Should I be taking pleasure in this? Maybe not. Joe's a human being, but I'm sorry, Joe. And I've said this before. I've said this uh, 
I think I said it on Monday. And you know how I feel about this. God sees everything. There, there are no secrets. And he can do anything. He can do anything. And he can change anything. Obviously. Obviously. And I just knew that this injustice, that this deception waged by a guy like Joe could not last. That we would all find out. We would all see it. Now remember, so far, where is his, where is he left documents? And get that 60 minutes clip ready if you don't mind. Where is he left documents? At his office, that phony baloney college job he had in some, he's still confused, uh, confusing, trying to confuse everybody. Were they in his, um, uh, were they in his, uh, in the closet in a locked cabinet? I can't get that straight. A bunch of documents found there. A bunch of documents found in his personal library. And a bunch of documents found in his garage, secret classified documents. And there are laws and there are regulations to keep this stuff safe. You can't just bring it home with you. People have gone to jail for that. People have lost their job for that. High-ranking people. The CIA director once, uh, what was his name? Deutsch, I think. Was it Deutsch? One of those guys. He brought his crap home from work. And they found out. And they like they fired him the next day. So you're not allowed to do that stuff. Totally different ballgame, but by the way, if you're the president of the United States. But here's what does him in, because all this stuff, it people can understand it. People can under it's not like Watergate. It's not like um, the Ukrainian phone call. It's not like the Russia hoax, you know what I mean? It was oh who are these people? Poroshenko, what the hell's going on? I couldn't keep any of those Ukrainian names straight. But this people can understand, and they know Joe Biden lied about it. Listen to this, the intensity, and remember what we know now and what he knew. Have you been briefed, sir, on the top secret documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago? No. No one has come to you to warn you that important national security secrets were revealed by the storage of those documents at the former president's home. I have not personally spoken to anyone on that, in that regard. I'm sure my administration is aware of all of that, and so is the National Security Council, but I have not. Were you notified of the FBI's execution of a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago? No, not ahead of time. The FBI spread the documents out on a floor to make a record of what was found. When... You saw the photograph of the top-secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself, looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. Wow, huh? Pretty uh, strong words. And we will not forget, you are finished. You are finished. Goodbye. And uh, this is great for the country, by the way. Great for the country. Be right back. The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, fake news. Stepping up finally because it's safe. You know, they're a bunch of jerks. You know, they pick on people who are weak. And right now Joe Biden is weak and he's getting weaker. And that's fine. Uh, They should have been picking on him when he was strong, though. All right. But they're. They, that's how they operate. It's like a uh, picture, uh, the nastiest, jerkiest, uh, you know, uh, most stuck up click in high school. Remember that? Remember those people, right? Uh, that's, that's the way the reporters are. 
that's what they are. And they were always making fun of everybody who were different from them. And um, I, I, <laughs> one guy, listen to this dude. His name is Ken Delanian on MSNBC. Uh, as recently as last night on television, he's trying to make this seem like no big deal. Cut 26, please. Cut 26 on the Joe Biden document situation. Cut 26. Hallie. Aides to President Biden have been conducting an exhaustive search, we are told, of other locations to make sure they've gathered up all the classified documents that went to the wrong place. Because if it happened once, it could happen again. The, the documents just went to the wrong place on their own. And if it happened once, it could happen again, of course, right? No big deal. No big deal at all. Cut 27. And again, we don't know whether this is anything more than inadvertent error by whoever was packing the documents yeah as they left the Biden White House. But it's it's significant because it shows that the, the scope of this may be more broad than we first realized. Now it appears there are more classified documents uh, that went astray uh, after Joe Biden left the Obama administration. Now they just went astray, right? You know, things go astray. Uh, by the way, when they talked about Trump, here's the same guy talking about the Trump situation, which is totally different. These documents not strewn all over all over the mid-Atlantic at various offices, uh, libraries, homes, garages. Cut 28, please. His reaction to the Trump document stuff. Cut 28. These are the kind of documents, Kristen, that you have to go into a special room to look at. That the, the disclosure of which could compromise sources and methods could get people killed. <laughs> people could die. People could die. Now, I also noticed this. The mainstream media... Finally, finally pointing out what I pointed out as soon as Joe Biden said it. Let's see. Today's Thursday. I guess this came out on Tuesday. When Joe Biden said, um, let's go back to what he said. Cut 30, please. This is Joe Biden in Mexico after the first dump of documents. Cut 30, please. And on the news at home, can you explain how classified documents ended up in one of your offices? And should the public have been notified sooner? Let me get rid of the easy one first. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol, when I, for four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Lawyers clearing out the office. That leapt out at me right away. Why the hell would lawyers be just clearing out an office? Which, oh, by the way, he was supposed to vacate two years ago when he became president. What are they doing snooping around there now, two years later? Two year, lawyers cleaning out an office. Why? You know how much lawyers? These aren't White House lawyers. These aren't federal lawyers. These are lawyers Joe Biden has to pay. And you know what a good lawyer, I mean, a real top flight lawyer, and I assume a president has one of those top flight legal, legal guys. We're talking um, $1,000 an hour. 800 to maybe as high as $1,500 per hour to get to move boxes. That's really, really insane. <laughs> and I keep hearing about all of his grandkids. They'd move the boxes for a few bucks, wouldn't they? Cut 31, please. They found some documents in a box, you know, a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. Uh, this is where he says that he's going to go from box to boxes, to cabinet, to closet. He's all over the place. But 
This is not just dementia Joe. This is Joe being deceptive. I think this is where his, uh, well, he's not good at lying. He's terrible at it. He always gets busted. And he's getting busted here, but he's trying. He's trying to deceive, just like he did earlier. He tried to cloud the issue as vice president on Capitol Hill. You know, I have an office on Capitol Hill. He's trying to confuse the issue. That Penn-Biden college fraud center, slush fund, money laundering outfit was actually located on Capitol Hill, 101 Constitution Avenue. You could throw a rock and hit the uh, Capitol building. It's that close. But he's trying to make people think that it's the same thing. Capitol. No, Capitol Hill neighborhood, not the Capitol. He's deceptive. Cut 32. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives. Uh, Immediately turned them over to the archives. Immediately turn them over to the archives. They could have been sitting around there since uh, late 2017. Late 2017 is when he established that Penn Biden Community College Center. Um, that's a long time, isn't it? That's not immediate. Give me the next cut, please. I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. So surprised. So surprised. Joe's in for a lot of surprises in the coming days. Uh, we have one more, right? Go ahead. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. My lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. What? My lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. Sounds like Joe is in trouble. He knows he's in trouble. His lawyers really know he's in trouble. And saying, Joe, you shouldn't even ask what these documents are about. We want to preserve your ignorance. Well, CNN already told us, by the way, that the documents pertain to uh, Iran, the United Kingdom, for some reason, and Ukraine. Bing, 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 right? We're all familiar with uh, what went down in Ukraine. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> Uh, where do we go from here? Well, I guess we just start thinking about who's next, because this will not fly. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. Uh, oh, shoot. I missed that phone call. The guy had a question about Joe Biden and and God. Please call back. I'm so sorry I missed your uh, your call. Shoot, that would have been a good question. Uh, if you're out there, whoever you are, wherever you are, you wanted to say something about Joe Biden and God, love to hear from you. Um, let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Mike, hi. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Uh, if I'm correct, during the Biden-Obama years, uh, they locked up Christian Saucier, a Navy sailor, for taking a picture in front of a submarine. And he sat there in Leavenworth for about five years until Trump pardoned him. So if a picture is worth a thousand words, which is about one page, then by that logic, Joe Biden should get about five years for every thousand for every page of uh, classified documents. Right. Mm, I know it is insane um, that our system of justice is so wildly out of whack and unfair and inconsistent. And I also I always notice that in the military. It's pretty interesting. They are hard. That guy was an enlisted sailor. I happen to have been an officer. Uh, it's harder to become an officer than it is to become an enlisted man, all right? It's true. The boot camp is harder, all that stuff. However, 
I do think life is much harder for an enlisted man than it is for an officer. And if you get caught in some sort of um, wrongdoing, depending upon what it is, they'll look the other way for an officer. They will. You can get in trouble, and I know guys who got court-martialed for stuff. But what they do to the enlisted guys, and I know that case. And I wonder, was he ever pardoned? Was he pardoned somehow? Did Trump give him a pardon? I think he might have. I'm going to check that out. Thanks, man. Um, Wow, this is kind of, uh, this is really fun, actually. This is really interesting. It's a new time. It feels different. Does it feel a little bit different? Dean, you're in New Jersey, North Jersey. Hi. Yeah, hi. You know, it feels different, but the media going against Biden just threw my flags up all over the place. Here's what I think is going to happen. Number one, they're going to go at him so hard with everything they could possibly imagine to do, and they're going to take him out ruthlessly. And this way, two things are going to happen. One, they're going to have the first uh, black, female, uh, Asian, whatever it is, they're going to have her on top. She's going to be the first one ever, and they're going to be proud of that, but she's going to be primaried and taken out right in the beginning like she was uh, in the last election. Here's the second thing that's going to happen. I mean the third, which is really scary to me. They're going to do the same thing to Trump because then they could say what the Republicans have been demanding. Uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know, that's scary. Uh, both excellent points. Uh, I uh, one I'm going to one thing I'm going to uh, one thing that's going to happen here uh, if Kamala Harris becomes president. Part of the deal behind the scenes, I mean, they can't really hold her. She will not run for president herself. We already saw her do that, and it was a total disaster. And the thinking around Kamala, because last year there was real, there were real discussions at the White House about what's going to happen going forward, especially when Joe was really out there and losing himself, even worse than now, you know, getting lost and stuff like that mid-sentence. Um, they were talking about could Joe resign for health reasons? She becomes president, but we have to have guarantees that she will not run. And they were saying things, and I heard this. Look, we know she's going to be a crummy president. We know for sure that she doesn't know how to run for president. So she's um, she can't do two things she's not good at at the same time. So she will not. Anyway, going back to Trump, um, yes, that's the case they'll try to make. They say, like, well, we took one. Our team, we, the, the Joe Biden went down you know, had to leave office for this kind of thing. However, I don't think so. I think Trump can survive that. A couple of things. Number one, Trump is not going to be prosecuted for this now. We know that. We know that. Unless they really try to prosecute Biden, but I, I think it takes it off the table. The other thing is Joe Biden had that hypocrit- hypocritical moment. This, again, is what kills him with the ele- This is what kills him with Joe Blow, everybody, me, you, everybody, when he was so hypocritical on 60 Minutes uh, just a little while ago after uh, the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Play that, please. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen, how anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought... What data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. 
Now, you'll notice the FBI, uh, which was the agency that went around, by the way, to all these other locations trying to find stuff, I guess, with Joe Biden's lawyers. Um, they haven't put these documents on the ground like they did with Trump, take a picture that shock everybody. They haven't done that. However, we're doing it on our on our own. Uh, you know, Joe Biden showed off his Corvette a couple of years ago, and he's driving it outside. Out he he pulls it out of the garage, drives it out of the garage, and people have blown up the picture, and you can see all the crap laying around. You know, broken tennis racket, some tricycle, all the, all, all the stuff that you accumulate. It's all there, like anybody's garage. It's a mess. Some people are really particular about their garages. I don't like those people, um, but. It was a regular or I don't like Joe Biden, but it was a regular, ordinary, messy garage. And the other thing. So he's hypocritical. That that's what really does him in with the American people. They'll try to say, well, now Trump has to leave. But we're all getting smart on this. We all understand that there's a big difference between a vice president and a president. I mean, I never gave much consideration to classified documents, procedures, even when I had to deal with them. It was a joke. They overclassified everything. The weather report was classified. But anyway, um, he can declassify this stuff as president, as you know. And the other thing is Secret Service protection for life. Secret Service protection for life, unlike a vice president. Dean, I like what you said, though. What do you think of what I said? I think it was great. I just don't trust the media. You're right about everything you said. I totally agree with you. But the media going against him, Greg, there's something up, and they all know about it. They all do the same thing. Well, remember, They're like we, sheep, like half the Americans. This is true, and they only do it when they feel safe going after it. So I think they're being encouraged by the Democrat establishment, and there are aggressive Democrats uh, waiting in the wings who want to be president, and uh, they may be moving this along. So, uh, Dean, thank you. Oops, I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. The Greg Kelly Show. Oh, man, it's wild. It's getting better. I hate to take such pleasure in this, but this has been a long time coming, and I have a document here from Miranda Devine, the great Miranda Devine of the New York Post, who wrote uh, the great book Laptop from Hell, the whole Hunter Biden story. A great book, by the way. takes it uh, from top to bottom. Peter Schweitzer, everything that guy has written on Hunter and the Bidens and Democrats in general, also terrific. So uh, back in 2018, Joe Bi- uh, Hunter Biden uh, applied for a license for a handgun. Uh, actually, it wasn't necessarily a license. You just had to authorize a background check. Yeah, a background screening request. And he fills it out. This is in Wilmington. He goes and he fills out the application. He puts down his address, which is the same address where Joe Biden lives. All right. And he says he owns the house. 2018. Hunter Biden owns where the vice owns the home where the former vice president lives where the former vice president is putting documents all over the place documents in the library documents in the corvette documents in the garage documents at the office documents uh and that's hunter's house i'm not going to dismiss this i'm not going to say oh wait a second no 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 he just said that on a form He said other things on the form. He said he wasn't a drug user on the form, and he's in trouble for that potentially because that's a crime. On one of these things he had to fill out, it was an actual federal uh, application, and you can't lie on those things. And if you want a gun, you can't be a drug user. And it says, do you use drugs? And he says, no. 
And at that time, I think actually at that very moment, he was high as a kite. Uh, it's tough stuff. I don't want anybody to be, uh, to be, you know, hooked. I told you I was, well, I, I used to drink too much and I, I walked away from that. So I, you know, I have a soft spot for anybody who's going through that stuff. Um, but we are where we are. And he, he, this is why Joe Biden never should have run for president. This is why some families stay out of politics. They don't want their dirty laundry all over the place. And maybe we should just leave it alone. Okay, well, you know what? If we know this dirty laundry, you know who else knows it? The Chinese, the Russians, our enemies. And they can exploit that information, use it against uh, our president, whoever. And and also, uh, I think they've been, more than that, they've been working on this for a long time. They were they were palsy wowsy with Joe Biden going back to uh well listen to Joe Biden himself brag about it, right? Remember that? Don't we have that uh that sequence where he's yelling and screaming about how tight he is with the Chinese? He is. Now, President Xi of China. Oh, I spent more time with him than anybody else alive. I traveled seventeen thousand miles with him, the president of China. Uh yeah. Yeah, that wasn't for us. That was for clients, I think, bragging about access. If you want access, go see Hunter. All right, your calls when I come back, and there are some important ones. Uh, Give me a moment. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Uh, Paul is suggesting, um, but reassure me, right? It's okay for us to say what we're saying, right? No, you... I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to judge you. You do look. You're uncovering the truth, Greg, and you have to. You have a job to do, and it's a, it's a very important one. So don't second guess yourself, okay? Well, look, yeah, and also this, you know, I'm not going to throw rocks at him. Literally, I mean, he's entitled to due process and all that stuff. Um, but we have mechanisms, and they have to be pursued. And nobody's what. To gloat about someone else's calamity. Greg. Well, I must say, I, I I find this a little bit, a little. I mean, gloating. Look, I'm sorry, but this man, his corruption was on full display for so long, and he got to the White House. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I am taking some satisfaction in this, and that it's all unraveling. Carmine, I appreciate it so much. You're the best. To be continued. I want to go to Joe in Huntington. Joe, hello. Hi, Greg. Uh- I just have some scripture that I think pertains to all of our leaders. The hour of power. Remember that on the radio when they did all the the religion and stuff? But I'm very interested. Go ahead. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So God is at work here. He's revealing the truth to our nation. And may our nation realize there is a God above and that he will bring this nation to judgment if we don't follow his ways. And that's what I have to say. I love it. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. I love it. I love it. It's, uh, wow, powerful, 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 powerful. And I just knew he couldn't get away with it. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it in my gut. I just that this injustice would not stand. And we have a long way to go. And maybe there's a perfect explanation for all of this, but I don't think so. I don't think so. And some people would say, you guys are, oh, you guys are already hung up. But I mean, like, you know, Joe, um, 
well, why, why would God allow Joe Biden to be elected? Well, he works in mysterious ways, uh, and he has work to do through all of us. You know what I mean? He, it's a very complex curriculum, and we're all on our own path, but he can make it all work, all intertwine. I remember, personally, I was devastated that Donald Trump uh, was removed from office. I hope he comes back. I think he will come back. I think if I, I the country would be far better off. Uh, but quite frankly, my show got better going after Biden, <laughs> revealing uh, things about Biden. Then I guess because I already knew how to defend Trump and I like defending Trump and I would defend Trump. So maybe he wanted to do that. I'm, I'm saying God has a lot of other things on his mind as well. But maybe he had that. Maybe he wanted to do a little work, bit of work in me, maybe a little bit of work in you, maybe a little bit of work in everybody. And oh, by the way, I'll reiterate I love Joe Biden. Yes, I do. I love him. I don't like him, but I love him. I love all human beings. I really do. We're all the creation of God. We really are. That's it. We came from, and he knew all about it and knows all about us, and he wants us closer to him. And we're, it's, he's ready, willing, and able. And we gotta, we gotta meet him. We gotta, we gotta get into that Bible and get to know him. Um, so, I hope that makes sense. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate him. I love him, but I don't like him. Yes, it all makes sense. Bill in New Jersey. Hi, Bill. Hello. You're on the air. I'm sorry I had the speaker on. Uh, with divine intervention, a lot of people forget that if Trump had won the election, I don't think the dossier is collusion, and even now the Biden and himself with the documents would have came to light, plus all the other things that are going on with the governments throughout the United States or what they're doing to the people. This might have not been shown if he would have won the election. You may be right. You may be right. A silver lining, in other words, you know, um, Bill, you're right about that. I just uh, I see the hand of God in everything these days. I really do. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And again, um, well, I know, I know. It presents some challenges for each of us, and you're human, and the gloating, I guess i got to watch for. Bill, thank you. Jason is on the phone. He's in Jersey City. Jason, Jason, Jason. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, uh, Greg, just so you know, like, you know, I ordered your book and I got an email from Amazon yesterday between my partner and myself. We've ordered a thousand items from Amazon. Yeah. And I've never gotten this email about anything, whether it was late or not. What? Asking me if I want to cancel the order. Click here to cancel it. Click here if you still want it. So, of course, I clicked yes, I still want it. And when I woke up this morning, I got another email from Amazon that I've never seen in my life. Uh, saying that I have to perform further actions and reiterate whether I want this book, not this book, this package or not. So, of course, I went to that link and I clicked on it and I did what it told me to do. Oh, my God. Am I being canceled by big tech? You can't get my book on Amazon? This is, well, I got to say this about Amazon. Uh, They posted me as one of the best sellers in uh, law enforcement and uh, it's doing okay. It's doing pretty good. According to Amazon, I wonder if I'm being – I hope I'm not being shadow banned. 
You know, I don't know. Every time I order, you know what? Every time I order something from anywhere, there's always a glitch. I always got to, you know, go through that chart, you know, identify everything that's not a fire hydrant. You know, those dumb things. And then they give you this screwed up uh, blurry alphabet and you got to recreate it, which is hard for me. I can't tell. I mean, it's I just what I can't tell. Is that an H? Is it an N? I don't know what's. All right. So, look, um, you're going to get the book. It's going to come eventually, right? I know I'm going to get it. I did what they told me to do twice. It just, I don't know, man. Like, ever since I've learned more and more about this stuff, what goes on with these weirdos, like, I don't trust anything. I'm not paranoid, but I've never gotten that email, Greg. I could forward it to you, both of them. Uh, look, but, I know, I know, I know. I just, uh, okay, well, I don't like this. I mean, all right, I got to hope for the best. I got to hope for the best. You know? I mean, what, what am I going to do? Take on Amazon? Hello? <laughs> I yes, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. all right, all right. Well, stay. I'm, I'm glad you stayed on top of it. You're getting the audio book, right? Absolutely, sir. And I'm get that's one for you to autograph. I'm gonna mail it to you when I get it, and I have uh, another one for the shelf. Hey, you're so cool. Thank you very much. I so appreciate Thank it. You, sir. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Uh, for the rest of my life, seriously, you buy that book. Um, I'm going to. Uh, I just wow. You're really gonna. Uh, I am moved. I am moved by Jason and everybody like him. And um, uh, oh. So George Santos, he's the congressman who lied about going to Baruch College. I would lie about not going to Baruch College. <laughs> no, I, Baruch College is a great school. And uh, one of the most successful communications uh, executives ever, the guy who ran Verizon for a bunch of years, went to Baruch. He, I looked it up. He was making like $37 million a year the last time I checked. A lot of business people go there. What's that banging, by the way? Is everything Okay. Feels like the damn building's about the everything. All right, seriously, you hear that? All right, stop. But no, there it is again. Is it an earthquake? What's happening here? It's not an earthquake. It's just localized into the floor. Uh, yeah, I remember an earthquake. Who remembers that earthquake in two thousand nine, two thousand nine, two thousand ten? Uh, I remember that. That was pretty cool, actually. It's pretty exciting. Uh, unfortunately, nobody got hurt. So they want uh, all the. Nassau County bigwig Republicans are telling George Santos he's got to go home. He's got to quit. Now, I like Bruce Blakeman a lot. He's the Republican County executive there. Uh, really good guy and also very much able, very able, very equipped for this moment. But I don't know. Is he giving my man Santos a hard time? Yes, he is. Oh, boy. And it looks like it's over the top. Cut three, please. Cut three. He does not deserve that right. He is a stain on the House of Representatives. He's a stain on the 3rd Congressional District. My office will have no interaction with George Santos or his staff until he resigns. What, and then you're going to hang out with him when he's an ex-congressman? Come on, Bruce. Cut him some slack. Joe Biden lied about everything. He's been lying every time ever since we first met him. Lie after lie after lie. I got three degrees. I graduated top of my class. and won the International Moot Court competition. I have asthma. That's another big one. He got out of Vietnam by saying he had asthma. But in all of his books about himself, he writes about what a football star he was. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, who's it? No, This is that guy I was talking about yesterday, Cairo. Cairo. I remember Joe Mondello. He was the Republican chair, but now there's a guy named Cairo. And he's all upset. Cut one. George Santos's campaign last year was a campaign of deceit, lies, and fabrication. 
He deceived the voters of the 3rd Congressional District. He deceived the members of the Nassau County Republican Committee, elected officials, his colleagues, candidates, his opponents, and even some of the media. His lies were not mere fibs. He disgraced the House of Representatives, and in particular, his fabrications went too far. Many groups were hurt. Specifically, I look at those families that were touched by the horrors of the Holocaust and feel for them. All right, wait a second now. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, all right? A stain, a stain, a stain. And what did he say? He said his mother, his grandmother was Jewish, therefore he was Jewish. He wants to be Jewish. It's not like it's anti-Semitic. I don't know. Got Liz Warren pretending she's an Indian, fake Indian Liz Warren, uh, fake uh, been shot at in Iraq, Joe Biden. Fake, my son died in Iraq because of the burn pits. Um, fake, I graduated with three degrees. Fake, uh, I'm surprised by these. Fake, 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 fake. Uh, George Santos, do we have him Sim saying anything? I like George Santos, leave him alone. I don't think he was running around the third congressional district Yelling and screaming about Baruch College. That's not the kind of thing you stand on a corner with signs saying, I went to Baruch College and I worked at Goldman Sachs. I don't think it's something that appears on your website and that's it. Who's that guy from Connecticut? Looks like a Senator Blumenthal. Look it up when he's running around saying, I served in Vietnam. Now, that's the kind of thing you say. To curry favor with voters, right? Oh, Vietnam veteran. Sounds good to me. Yeah, what a a patriot. It was a lie. That's stolen valor. What's worse, saying you served in Vietnam when you didn't or saying you worked at Goldman Sachs for a summer? I don't – I'm not offended. I'm not. And I think I might even be from the 3rd Congressional District. What the hell congressional district did I grow up in? Baldwin and Garden City. Is that the 3rd Congressional District? No. Those silly congressional districts, in terms of the shape, that's ludicrous. That's a crime right there. It, it, it meanders all over the place. Why? Because the politicians want to pick the voters instead of the voters picking the politicians. Gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. Gerrymander. 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 What is that from? Ah, uh, yes. I think I heard this from Dick Morris. There was some guy in Massachusetts in his district. His name was Jerry. And somehow he arranged his district, and it looked like a salamander. Jerry? Salamander? Gerrymander. And that's where that came from. All right. Uh, there's that. And, oh, i got to take a quick break. And then the Newsmax show tonight should be epic. And thank you for your support. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Hey, Lisa Marie Presley, according to TMZ, has been rushed to the hospital, possible cardiac arrest. Lisa Marie Presley. Wow. Of course, the daughter of Elvis. And uh, I would hate if something bad happened to her. I've always had a real kind of fascination with all things Elvis. Not necessarily his music, to be honest, but his life, Uh, the fame, the drugs, you know, the struggles, uh, Bill O'Reilly recently wrote a great book, uh, 
Killing the Legends, and there's a big chunk in there about Elvis Presley. And I remember he said, uh, <laughs> you know, he wasn't the most um, disciplined father, Lisa uh, Elvis, to Lisa Marie. They'd stay up all night watching movies and then eating bad food. Now, she just lost a son not too long ago to suicide. And uh, that's, uh, I hope she makes it. I really do. Didn't she go out with Michael Jackson for a while? Yeah, I think she did. All right, uh, got to go across the street. Let's go to Fred in Brooklyn, please. Hi, Fred. Hey, Greg. Last time we spoke, it was the one year. Oh, let me get off this uh, speaker. Sorry, I can hear you fine. What's up? Thank you, sir. Can you hear me now? Yep. Um, last time we spoke, I called in on the anniversary of Rush Limbaugh's death, and we spoke for a little while. But today is his birthday, and boy, does America need his voice more than ever just to understand what's going on and you really have been a decent replacement i ordered your book i can't wait to get it just like i ordered his back in the old days it, well, yeah. his voice his, his voice not being there right now it is really hard well we're trying and i miss him too hey you know i don't know if you know this but i work very closely with his brother david david limbaugh uh He's a great guy, and I know him well now, uh, David Limbaugh, and we all miss Rush, of course. Trying our best here, and I know, I think I remember you told me uh, he kept you company during your lunch break. He sure did, and he motivated me through not only uh, 30 years of recovery, but uh, 30 years of staying married and raising my children properly, and I went from garbage to not a bad human being, and it was all by his education. I never had a dad, but... uh, he was the one guy that I listened to in my life, and I'm so glad I did. Oh, fabulous, Fred. Fabulous. Hey, Fred, just out of curiosity, did you ever buy an iPhone? Are you an iPhone guy? Because Rush was into the iPhone and the iPad. Quite frankly, he's the guy who turned me on, in addition to everything else he did for me. But uh, when I heard that he used, used an Apple product, I, that made me kind of warm up to Apple. Did you have that experience? Unfortunately, with the phone, no. Uh, no that's I did all right. Try an iPad at one point. No, it's okay. It's just not comfortable. No, no, no. I get it. I, I, I get learned. It. I learned with Microsoft, and I'm still. With no, it. I get it. Rush was fascinated by Apple, though, and uh, a lot of other great, great, great. And the TV show is so funny. He was funny on the radio, of course, but the stuff they did, so cutting edge. Fred, thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jerry is in New Jersey. Jerry, Jerry. Yeah, hi, Greg. Uh, people aren't reading Biden's thing correctly. Let's read it correctly, that one sentence that he said. So I'll quote it, and you listen carefully to this. Biden has already admitted in one sentence that he's done something severely wrong with these documents. Here's the one sentence. Quoting Biden now. People know I take classified documents, classified information. Seriously. <laughs> okay. <he's>, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, that's okay, that, so that is not bad. That's not bad. But he is saying more than he probably should in some of these statements. He's getting himself into a deeper hole. What else? Okay, Greg, so here's my point. If Trump had said those same exact words about his documents, number one, the media would have cut it off like this. People know I take classified documents. Classified no, they documents. wouldn't have done that. That would have been too uh, – but I will say this. When, when Biden said that, I thought he was going to say take them home. People know I take classified documents – Home. That's what I thought he was going to, because there was a bit of a pause there. Jerry, good stuff. Uh, people have been on hold. I want to get to everybody. Kevin is in New Jersey. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Greg. Uh, quick verse pertaining to the guy you were talking to before about if Biden's going to get his, his you know, come up and someday. Uh, 
Romans 8:28. all things work together for good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. But the, um, the, the reason I called was uh, back in uh, 2015, Jay Leno had Joe Biden on with his Corvette on uh, on his it's called Jay Leno. Yeah, I know the show. The yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. And and you see that demonic smile with the with the Ray Bans and everything, and you see him driving his Corvette like a maniac. I I thought you might get a kick out of it just by you know if you can glean anything off it. No, no, great. I know that. I look, I've seen it, and as a matter of fact, I tweeted it again. Go to my Twitter if you got time, and even if you don't Twitter, you can find it at Greg Kelly USA. Because there was this character from that movie, Burnt Offerings, and they put the picture of him right next to Joe Biden. You're right. It's very creepy. It gives me the creeps. It's a very weird picture. He's a very weird guy. And he's sitting in his Corvette with those silly glasses on. And uh, it's right next to this uh, nightmare character from a movie I saw when I was a kid. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. There's the music. Is it? Yep, that's it. Mike F., did you get the book okay? order it right now uh, through Amazon. So I didn't do it yet, but I'm going to uh, get, get back to you and let you know how it goes. All right. I appreciate it very much. Good luck, and uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks so much. It is here. It's happening. The end of Joe Biden. I knew it, and quite frankly, it's glorious. See you later. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC.